Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, if you're worried about higher taxes as you ease into retirement, stick around. On today's show, we're going to talk about some strategies that can help cut that t- Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Welcome in, everybody. Cruising Through Retirement is the program. Kevin Brooker is here. Kevin's been helping folks for more than 30 years. Uh, he is an independent fiduciary advisor. Uh, Silverleaf Financial is where you find him, silverleaffinancial.com, the website. And uh, I'll mention the book off the top. It's The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. I'm sure that'll come up in the course of conversation. It always does. And uh, hey, Kevin, what's going on? Oh, hey, you know what, Steve? It is always good to be here. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the book because today I want to talk about trying to lower that tax bill for everybody. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? The book is a perfect, uh, perfect companion to that topic, right? Sure. Guys, the book is free. Just send me an email or a text or a phone call, however you'd like to reach out. I'm happy to email it to you for free. Um, you know, or I can send you the actual hard copy. The, if you want the actual, the real paper book, I can send you one of those as well. There's no charge, no obligation, but I can show you how you can save probably 20, 25% right off the top, just by being able to use, tax-free money uh, if you should have to you know, deal with a long-term care situation. I can show you how to do it on a tax-free basis instead of using, using after-tax dollars. So I know that uh, pretty much everybody would like to save a few bucks on their taxes if they could. This is a great way to do it, and it'll help set you up if you should have to deal with long-term care in the future. Absolutely. Well, and most of us are going to have to deal with it in one form or another. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Statistically, it's it's something like 60%, I think, of the population is going to have to deal with one form or another. Yeah. The, the thing, you know, and the thing that none of us know, we don't know, you know, we don't know when it might happen. Um, my, you know, my wife, uh, my wife used to volunteer uh, at, at um, local, out, out, in, out in the Phoenix area. Anybody who lives here probably has heard of Hospice of the Valley. Uh, it's a very large organization, um, very well run. They're, they're, uh, at a lot of different facilities and these are assisted living, you know, memory care, things like that. Mm -hmm. And my wife used to, to volunteer there with, uh, with our dog that was a therapy dog. And, um, 
she talked, she would tell me when she got home, I was never able to go because of privacy rules. Sure. Um, but, uh, when she, when she came home, she would tell me how she met people that were residents there that were in their forties oh, and they're my. in the, and they're in memory care in their forties. Um, and I can't imagine the, the, the amount of money that's going to cost. Um, because guys, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year right now for memory care is kind of average. Um, you know, there's definitely more expensive, there, there are facilities at ten, eleven thousand $11,000 a month now. Um, and, and so it is very, very expensive. So what I want to mention before we go on to some other topics is that the first thing I, I would suggest everybody do is take a look at your medical history, your family history. If your family has any history of Alzheimer's or dementia, okay, you really, really should look at getting something for long-term care, putting something away for long-term care, because those are two of the biggest contributors, um, you know, to, to, uh, people winding up, uh, in a memory care facility, uh, also stroke. If you have a big prevalence of stroke in your family history, stroke many times leads to dementia. And of course that leads to a person having to be, you know, going into a facility, which are very expensive. And so I can show you how we can position your money that you already have. All right. We can position it in a way that it's available to you for long-term care. It can be at home. It doesn't have to be at a facility. Almost everybody wants to stay at their home as long as they can. I, cer I certainly do if that ever happens to me or my wife. And, and you can get, there's all kinds of people, you know, what do they call them? Visiting angels and all oh, yeah. sorts of different, right? All sorts of them that come to your house, you know, and, and they can come two, three hours a day, whatever, whatever you need that help for. But it doesn't have to mean you have to be in a nursing home or confined. And so it's really important that when you're looking at these, uh, if you're looking at a long-term care plan or you're talking to anybody about long-term care, Make sure that it's available for home health care as well, that your policy or your whatever uh, company you're working with doesn't require confinement because a lot of them in the past did. And, and that could be a very, very devastating blow if you think you can stay at home and now you find out to, in order to get any of that money, you're going to have to be you know, confined. That's a major, major issue. That really and is. So, I didn't really realize is. that, Kevin. I, I, I didn't realize that. That would be a horrible thing to discover after, you know, I, when it's too late. When it's too late, right? And and no, a lot of people don't realize it. Um, more and more policies are coming around that are flexible and that you can use them for in-home care. Uh, and even better yet, another aspect you want to look at is how exactly are they going to pay? All right. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of companies out there that are going to make you send, they're going to make you pay the bill first. Okay. And then you got to send them a receipt. You got to send them an invoice or an expense state, something. You've got to send them an invoice, a receipt, and then they reimburse you. Okay. Ooh. Personally, I don't like that. Okay. I don't want to have to send a receipt and I don't want to have to pay the money out up front. I want a, an indemnity policy where once I qualify, they send me the money automatically. No rec, no receipts needed, no invoices needed. I can spend it however I want. If it means I'm paying my neighbor to take care of me, that's fine. Sure. All right. And, and so you want to be, make sure you understand those two key components of your policy. All right. Can it be used for home health care? And is it an indemnity policy or do you need to send in receipts? Those are two big, big issues that uh, are, are definitely going to, that are very important for you to know before it's too late. Sure. Well, Kevin, let's dig into this. And I, I think one of the things that's, that's interesting to me is, is, so let's talk about people who have been good savers. Let's, they, they, they've been stocking away <laughs> money. They're doing yes. well. That's yes. the people that, I mean, again, those are the more successful people in retirement. I'm not trying to put anybody down, but I'm just saying, let's talk to them. 
Now, you know what? That is, that, those are my favorite people because those are my clients. Right, right. right. You know, by, by definition, an investment advisor works with people that have been saving their money and have accumulated money by definition, right? Yes. Because that, that's, that's how our business operates. We don't work on the debt side. I'm not a debt consolidator or anything like, anything like that. I, I certainly i am familiar with those and I can help somebody if they need that help like in that manner. Uh, but where we thrive is helping people to grow, to protect and to grow their wealth. All right. And one big, big thing coming up here, everybody might remember from five, six years ago, there were the, the last administration passed tax cuts. All right. And, and for the record, those tax cuts are costing our, our, us $300 billion a year. That's adding to our debt for the record. So we should have a conversation about if you really want to lower the debt, why do you want to cut taxes? Anyway before I get too sidetracked, those tax cuts for individuals are going to expire in a couple of years. All right. The end of 25, they're good through 2025. Now I'm referring to the individual tax rates that were reduced. And on most cases, they were reduced two or three percentage points. All right. So maybe you're at 28 and you got moved to 24 or 25, mm -hmm. or you, you're at 22 and it got lowered down to 19, something like that. All right. The bottom line and, and, and several other things were changed too. They, I think they almost doubled the standard deduction. Right, yeah, because uh, that's like a twenty-six thousand. Oh, yeah. it's huge! It's yeah. huge, and 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 so most people don't have to itemize. Um, oh, yeah, they just right. take the standard deduction, right? Yep. And and so, the, but my point is, we've got another three years. You've got twenty-three, twenty-four, and twenty-five calendar years in which the tax rates are going to stay where they are right now. Okay, if Congress does nothing, then our all of our individual tax rates are going back up. And, and it's going to go back to the way it was in 2016 or 2017. Um, it'll revert back to those numbers. So what do we do? We want to figure out strategies and we want to take, make moves, tactical moves that can reduce our tax bill, right? Who wants to pay more in taxes than you have to? I know I don't. Not me. I pay, right, pay plenty already. Um, okay. So what do we do? I want to suggest that if you're over 15, if you're 59 and a half or older and you're still working, Talk to your company about doing a partial in-service rollover of your 401k, all right? It's something like 70 or 75% of companies out there do allow uh, their employees to do this, but it's up to the plan administrator when they set up the 401k plan, uh, your employer kind of goes through a whole checklist of things with whoever's setting up the plan. And they say, you know, like, do you want to allow employee loans? Do you want to allow partial in-service rollovers? And they make that decision ahead of time. So it's in your plan documents. Easiest thing is talk to your payroll person or your human resources person and find out if your company allows it. You've got to be 59 and a half to do it. But if they do, then you should consider a partial in-service rollover, meaning you don't have to quit your job. You're still working there, but you can do an in-service rollover where you transfer out, you roll over some of that 401k money into an IRA preferably where I'm going with this is how about we roll it into a Roth IRA? I like that right? idea. You know what, Steve, what, what puzzles me is that so many people in the mainstream media, all they talk about is how you got to put all this put away all this money in your 401k, your 401k, your traditional 401k, and, and let it grow for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And they don't talk about how, to me, that is a huge mistake. Well, yeah. All right. It should be going into a Roth, guys. Let's, let's step back for a second and stop thinking about the amount of money that you're taking the tax deduction on today. Think about what it's going to grow to. How much is that money going to grow 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now? Wouldn't you rather pay the tax? I'm, I'm going to say, give you an example of a farm, okay? Yep. And on the farm, we've got a seed, okay? 
the seed is that amount of money you're putting in now. All right. So that's the money you're putting in your 401k today. That's the seed, right? Yes. So what you're doing by going into traditional 401k, you're saying, I want to, I want the tax break on the seed and then I'm going to let it grow for 20, 30, 40 years, but I'm going to pay tax on the entire crop. Think about that. Why are you, are you taking a tax break on a smaller amount of money? To make it grow, which is what all of us want, right? Mm-hmm. We want it to grow. Now it's going to grow. So, you t- so let me give an example. You put ten grand in your four hundred one k today. You leave it in there for twenty or thirty or forty years. What's that ten grand going to grow to? I mean, it's at least going to go to it would at least be a triple, I would think. Dep- I would obviously, think so. depends on the on the time frame, right? Right. So in this example, you're getting a tax break on ten grand, and then you're going to pay taxes on the entire thirty grand. Wouldn't you rather flip that around? Yes. How about we flip that flip that script, Steve? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's pay tax on the seed, okay? And then the entire crop, the entire harvest is tax-free, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I think unless you're, let's say you're within five years of when you're actually going to start tapping that 401k, in other words, you're going to start spending that money, you're not letting it grow for a very long period of time, then you're probably better off taking the tax deduction now. No, I, I would say that's probably a no-brainer. But if your intention is to put that money in there, leave it grow, even if you're in your 50s, if you don't plan on spending that money until you have to, let's say what, 73, which is your RMD age now, or 75, if if, uh, actually if you're in your 50s, you won't have to take RMDs until you're 75. Right. So so that means if you're in your 50s, you've got at least 15 or 16 years, right? Minimum that you're going to let that money grow. Guys, do the math, sit down. And maybe if you if you don't need every dime of your income now, in other words, if you don't need every dime to live, if you can afford to pay the taxes now, you need to sit down and give some serious thought to just paying the taxes now, putting it into a Roth, okay, and then let it grow tax-free, all right? And if you never need it, you never use it, you can pass it on to your kids tax-free too. Uh, it's not as great of a benefit as it used to be, but I think you still got 10 years, right? Yeah. So, so you can pass it on tax-free too, but I really... I think virtually everybody, almost everybody would benefit from utilizing a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k instead of the traditional plan. Well, you're right. There is a lot of emphasis on 401ks just in general. And, you know, people say, well, I've got a million dollars in my 401k. Well, you don't have a million dollars. <laughs> no, no, no. You really no. That's I tell people all the time. You got to knock about 30 percent off. That. Yeah. Um, I mean, depending on your overall tax bracket and tax situation. And so. That's the biggest thing we talk about when I sit down and we, and we sit down, we, we always want to start off talking about, you know, um, your, your lifestyle and, and we start off looking at your assets and your liabilities. And then we're going to look at all the money you have coming in and the, all the money you have that your expenses, all the money that's going to be going out. And the real world is an after tax world, right? <laughs> we're not in the, in the real world day to day. It doesn't matter what your gross pay is. It matters what your net pay is, Right. And, and so I, I think it's important that you got to, in other words, you got to do those deductions on an after-tax basis. Um, and so not only, by the way, when you get into retirement and you're collecting your Social Security, your income from a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k, it does not count in the formula for calculating whether your Social Security would be taxable or not. So if you're able to generate all of your income from a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k, plus your social security, that means your social security will be tax-free too, okay? Whereas on the flip side, if you're a person like Steve mentioned a minute ago, excuse me, and you've got a million dollars in your retirement accounts and they're traditional, when you start taking those RMDs, that's going to make your social security most likely taxable as well. Uh, And if your income is too high, 
because all that money coming out of your retirement accounts is treated like income. Okay. Not capital gains taxes. You're paying income taxes on all of it, all of it, all tax deferred accounts. When you pull the money out, it's treated like income, whether it was a 401k, an IRA, a 403b, a 457 or a, or a non-qualified annuity. Um, the growth on the money is taxed like income. And so beware if your income is too high, not only could you, um, well, you pay more in taxes, but your social security will be taxable, but you could also pay more for your Medicare part B and your part D premium yeah. the drug benefit. Okay. You could pay more for that. And if you have too high of an income, you won't be able to take advantage of, of a lot of areas that have property tax freezes for senior citizens. All right. A lot of areas will freeze your property tax, um, based on but it's based on your income and, and your age. And so, but there are a lot of, there are advan there's a lot of advantages out there. If you can keep, uh, you know, your taxable income lower, there's a lot of other benefits that you're going to reap from doing so. But I mean, you've got these strategies that you've talked about, you know, for the last few years about how you can really do that. And, and it's an achievable thing, but you've got to, but you've got to know what you know and good for us. You yeah. know it. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. See, cause, cause I'll say, I, I've said it many, many times, tax-free are two of my favorite words. Oh yeah. Okay. I think everyone's <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and I tell you what I was telling my wife the other day, actually, is that I am so much looking forward to retirement because you know, I, obviously I'm, I'm self-employed. I'm an independent in, a registered investment advisor. I'm self-employed. I've been self-employed pretty much my entire career. And, and so that means you've got to do business tax returns and you've got to do individual tax returns. And as far as social security, I pay, I pay both the employer and the employee side um, and for, for all of it. Right. And so it, it, it's a lot more complicated doing taxes now than it's going to be when I'm retired, because what I'm doing is I am using my Roth IRA money uh, to generate income in retirement. I'm, I happen to be doing it through index annuities that have income riders mm -hmm. that are going to guarantee me and my wife income for as long as we live. And even if, even if the account value goes to zero, you know, when I'm, I don't know, 85 and one of us lives to 105, it's going to keep on paying us. It will keep on paying. Even if the account value is zero, it's the only account that'll do that. That's why I'm using annuities for income because it's guaranteed and it provides me with certainty. Okay. Like myself, I don't know about everybody else, but it's, it's far different. If you have a salary or an hourly wage when you're working, cause you, you know what, you, you know exactly how much you're going to make. Exactly. Right. right? But if you're self-employed, it's not, not, it's not, not really like that. Kind of a crapshoot. Okay. <laughs> it is kind of a crapshoot. And so your income flu can fluctuate pretty dramatically. And so since I've been doing this for, you know, 30 plus years, having my income fluctuate personally, I'm looking forward to knowing exactly how much I'm going to make an income from the annuities. And because it gives me peace of mind, it, it lowers my anxiety and it reduces stress. And it gives me a way that I can have additional income over and above our social security and the way that I'm doing it is I'm setting up several accounts. Uh, I'm doing amounts of like 50 grand, just, and uh, again, it's tax, it's Roth money. So it's tax free. I like 50 grand because, because after, after, after a few years, um, that 50 grand is going to pay out like four or 500 bucks a month. Okay. For life, for joint life. And so it's not a huge amount of money individually, but my point is, um, me and my wife, we should be able to live just on our social security, according to the calculations they're giving us now, unless they cut it. Um, but as of right now, we could live on social security alone. Wow. And, and, and I've worked very hard to get out of debt. We have, we don't have any debt of any kind and, and to get our expenses as low as possible, because I believe your expenses are only going higher over time. So I wanted to get them as low as I possibly could, because I know they're going higher in the future. 
And, and so my thinking is if we can live on social security um, and, and then we have the other money in the other vehicles that are tax-free, I can give us a, you know, a five or $6,000 raise, you know, you know, yearly um, when I turn on another contract. And so every few years I'll turn on another contract and, and that's how I'm going to deal with inflation as time goes by, because I'll have those assets in reserve that we can turn on the income whenever we need it. And each year that we wait, it's going to go up another seven or 8% a year. And it'll provide extra money if we do need long-term care. Wow. That's a, what a great plan, Kevin. And you mentioned something, uh, you said joint life. Tell me what that means. Yes. 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 You know, you know what I, uh, joint life. Okay. In, in a nutshell, what that means is whatever money we're receiving, if it's you know a thousand bucks a month or a million dollars a month, it doesn't matter. That means that whatever that check is, whatever that income is that, that, uh, I, that I'm receiving when we start it, it will continue to the surviving spouse after one of us passes away. All right. It'll continue in, in the exact same amount. Okay. Okay. And, and, and to me, that's very important because, you know, I, I don't want my wife to be struggling or trying to figure out where, you know, where, where the, where she's going to get the money that she needs to do something or to pay for something. And so I want it to be automatic, both for my own peace of mind and, and for my, for my wife to make sure she's taken care of. And, and so uh, I have met many people that have pensions, for instance, throughout my career. And, and by the way, people with pensions generally have, have much less stress than, than others that don't. Um, but what really surprised me is I've sat down with a handful of couples that, um, that I, I didn't meet. Like I met the wife because the guy had passed away. And then the wife tells me, yeah, my husband had a pension, but I don't have that. Because when he signed up, he just checked the box that gave him the highest amount of money. Without, without paying any attention to the fact that that's only for his life. In other words, when he died, so did that pension payment. Well, okay? when she found out, she probably, you know, helped, <laughs> helped him on the way. <laughs> I, I think she was a little bit less sad when she, yeah, when she found, so. found out. You know, I, think she, I think she was pretty, she was pretty ticked off. And, 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 and other, there's other, you know, and, and anyone that has a pension plan, you might remember doing this, but you have to elect a payout option. And, and the highest one is just your life only, the worker's life only. And so when he or she dies, that payment's gone. That payment ends along when their life ends. So does the payment and, and the other options. If you choose an option that let's say 80% of it goes to your wife or, or surviving spouse or 50%, each one of those is going to, they're going to, that's going to lower, you know, the higher percentage you leave to your spouse, that's going to lower the amount of check that that person receives. So that's why the reason they do it that way is because that was the biggest check they could have gotten. Now, now let me give you a caveat. If an individual has a life insurance policy, a permanent life insurance policy on themselves, and it's significant enough that it could replace the lost income from that pension plan, then 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 that can work. That can work out just fine. So you can so you can do a single life payment if you have a life insurance policy that when something that when the first person passes, his spouse is going to now get tax-free money from life insurance, then that could offset the loss of income. All right. But if that's not the case, you're really leaving your spouse in a bad spot. Okay. I, that makes sense. That makes good sense. So let's talk about life insurance. I mean, we're sort of alluding to that and uh, something like, a, you know, um, indexed universal life. That's an option for folks. So life insurance oh, yeah. in general over the last 10 years has pretty much reinvented itself. It, it really has. It really has. And if you guys haven't looked at it, you know, it's not just a lot of people think of life insurance as something you get when you, when you're very young, you just got married because you know, you've, uh, um, you, you've got, you've got took out a big mortgage and you're going to have a family and you don't want to, don't want to leave your family in a bad spot if something happens to you. 
and 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 that makes total sense to buy to buy life insurance to cover those expenses. Um, but there's also some very creative uses of life insurance. Uh, for instance, the policies that create a cash value, like an index universal life or a whole life policy, a lot of universal life policies, they they can build up cash value, and the policies uh, that have what's called a loan provision enable the the policy holder you can tap that cash value with no tax consequences because you take it out in the form of a loan. All right. And so a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of folks will look at using their life insurance as an extra source of retirement income because you can do it on a tax-free basis. And, and so there are some, obviously it reduces the death benefit if you start taking out the cash value. Um, But it may not be significant. Some policies have sufficient cash value that you can reduce the cash value without impacting the death benefit. So it can get complicated, all right? But that's why you want to sit down with somebody like me, somebody that can help you figure this out. Take a look at it and see, does this make sense for your situation, all right? Just because it made sense for your neighbor does not mean it makes sense for you. And so that's where an advisor can help you. And, and, and you can sit down with an advisor that's got experience, that's independent, that is licensed for insurance products, as well as security products, you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, all those things. And they can give you their honest opinion on where everything, you know, they're all pieces of a puzzle, right? So we want to figure out which pieces of the puzzle work for you because, because it's not the same with everybody. Everybody's a little bit different. And, and so it's really important you sit down with somebody because you, what you might find out is that maybe somebody, maybe I've got an idea you didn't think of. Maybe somebody else you sit down with has an idea or a strategy that you didn't consider, right? The only thing it's going to cost you is a little bit of time because if they're like me, there's no charge for it and there's no obligation. So all it's going to cost you is a little bit of time to see if it's worth you know, going further and spending more time and developing a plan with me or with anybody else. But it just starts off with a brief phone call. Uh, and then if you wanna take it to a meeting to sit down and talk further, we can certainly do that. But do yourself a favor and sit down with some folks, talk to them, pick their brain, right? Pick yeah. their brain. You'd be surprised what you might pick up on and what you might learn. Well, yeah, exactly. And, and there are no dumb questions when it comes to that because this is an area that most of us have n- no knowledge of. Oh no! And if well, well, and if you look at the latest studies, I mean, the latest surveys that have come out, it's something like sixty percent of the population does not feel comfortable about their retirement prospects. Right. Uh, you know, the majority of the population, which surprised me, uh, is that more than half the population doesn't even know what investment choices are available in their four hundred one k. Well, I mean, uh, truth be told, I, if you ask me, I couldn't tell you. I mean, is that right? Is that right? I mean, up until now. <laughs> Right. Okay. All right. But I mean, it, you know, when I was working for the big company and I mean, I didn't really think about it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, it's surprising to me because it's what I do, you know, well, all that's day, what, every, yeah, all day, exactly. every day. It's like, all, that's like all I think about. That's what my wife will say to me. It's like, don't you ever think about anything else? <laughs> I'm like, no, not really. Well, I think, yeah. I think about sports when, they're, when I'm watching a game, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and, and, and so it, you know, I, I guess it's, uh, um, you know, it, it's because it's because of what I it's because of what I do for a living. So that one did surprise me. But guys, you, you really should talk to somebody if you're not interested in it. That's exactly the reason why you hire an advisor. Right. Right. Because because most people I think the truth is most people don't find, you know, they don't find financial planning very interesting. Um, they would much rather spend time planning a vacation than they would their retirement. And 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 they do. They actually spend a lot more time planning the vacation than they do the retirement. So. So if you're into that cat, if you're in that category, give me a call. We can talk a little bit. And if you want to sit down and talk face to face, we can certainly do that. But I can answer your questions and at least give you an idea of whether you're on the right track. 
800-975-6717 is the phone number, folks, 800-975-6717, or just visit silverleaffinancial.com, silverleaffinancial.com. Uh, you know, we talked about indexed universal life. Um, as long as we're talking about indexed, let's talk about indexed annuities. Yes, you know what? I'm glad I, I was just going to that, thinking that myself, Steve. So, and guys, so you know, index universal life, just like an index annuity, um, the way that they make money, the way they go up in value is because they provide you something called a link to an index. You're not directly investing in an index like the S&P 500. Um, but the way that it works is if the S&P 500, you know, uh, goes up, let's say 7%, then you'd make 7% if you have, if the terms of your contract allow that. And, and so what I mean by that, they do is that they do have limitations. Nobody can give you all of the upside of the market with none of the risk. It's simply, it's just not possible. Right. All right. Um, I think of it like a law of physics. Okay. It's just, <laughs> it's impossible. All right. You know, but you can get, I've got policies that right now can get 75 and 80% of the gains of the market with none of the risk. Oh my, and, that's a, and that's a lot. It's huge. It's huge. Did you know, Steve, that in the last 20 years, if you got just 60%, of the annual returns of the S&P through an index annuity, you'd have beaten the market. Oh, man. If you just got 60%, it's because it's be, the reason, the reason for that guys is because you don't lose money when the market goes down. So, so I said the last 20 years, I should have said the last 25 years, um, because we include the, the, the two crashes that we had in 2001 and two, and then what two uh, oh seven oh eight. Um, where in both cases, the markets dropped, you know, 40 to 60%, depending on which area of the market you looked at. An index annuity won't drop like that. It's contractually guaranteed. You cannot lose money. So if the market goes down one year, you just stay flat. So if you have a hundred grand in there and the market drops fifty percent, you've still got a hundred thousand in there, okay, at your next anniversary. And now when the market goes back up, you're going to be making money and you're positive. You're in the black. Whereas people that actually invested in that market, they're still fighting to get back to break even. Yeah. So so what I'm doing. Uh, is, is I'm using index annuities because I don't want, I'm 59 and I plan to retire uh, in the next several, I and mean, I'm going to keep working with my existing clients. What, what I'm going to stop doing is bringing on new clients and, and I will be doing that in the next several years. And I don't want to take a chance that I lose a whole lot of money in the market because I don't know, because China decides to invade Taiwan, let's say. Sure. All right. All right. If that happens, it will be devastating for the markets. And, and, but we can't predict these things. And, and I don't remember anybody predicting, you know, the tech bubble crash that happened when that happened. I don't remember anybody predicting uh, the Great Recession and the housing bubble that we had. All right. They talk about it after it's done like they knew it was coming. Oh, yeah. But they, but they didn't tell you about it ahead of time. And, and so I think that's important to remember because if you bought at the peak, if you bought at the peak in 2000 uh, in NASDAQ, if you bought the NASDAQ at the peak of 2000, it took over 12 years for you to get back to break even, all right? Just to, just to get back to break even. So imagine if you do that at 59 or 60, right? You, you, I mean, how, how, how is that gonna, de that's gonna derail your retirement. It's gonna cause a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. And I tell you what, right now, uh, I, I will say, Steve, we talk about the market. I've been saying that the market was looking good. It was trading well. We are, that is, right now might be changing, okay? In other words, with interest rates going up higher than the highest they've been in, I think at least 20 years, 10-year um, treasury is almost at four and a half, which is the highest it's been in a long time. A lot of investors are looking at that saying, you know what, four and a half, five, five and a half percent guaranteed on treasuries, that, that doesn't look too bad. Yeah. And so, 
So a lot of them are taking money out of stocks and putting it into, into bonds. Bonds look better than they have in a long, long time. And so my point is, I don't want to take a chance by having too much in the market that it could derail my retirement. So what I'm doing, I'm doing it right now. As a matter of fact, right now, I am putting, putting money into index annuities with my Roth IRA. I'm doing some with regular money, but not a lot of regular money uh, because that'll be taxable. Um, and, and so I'm using Roth money. And I'm, I'm putting them in as ladders. In other words, I start them at different times because I want to take advantage of different market cycles. And so I don't want to put it all in at the same time. Um, that's how I'm doing it personally. You know, there are many different ways you can do it, but I'm putting them in now to take advantage of the higher interest rates because as interest rates have come up, so have the guaranteed payments from, it, from annuity contracts. They're the highest they've been in a long, long time. So I'm taking advantage of those now and into 2024 is when I'm putting these away to take advantage of those rates, because I do think another year from now, we're probably going to start seeing interest rates being cut. All right. Because the theory is that we'll be going into recession and the economy will slow down significantly. All right. So if something like this makes sense to you, you should take a hard look at it now, sometime in the next several months. Uh, but don't wait too long. You don't want to wait until rates actually start to get cut because these guys are going to cut very fast. All right. Meaning the annuity payouts will get cut immediately. When they start to hear, if there's even a hint, a whiff in the air, all right, the rates are getting cut. No trust kidding. me. Trust me. These guys are going to cut their rates. All right. So um, take advantage of the rates that we have now. I can get you a 6% guaranteed interest rate on a 10-year investment, which to me is also something that looks very attractive. Wow, that does so sound good. If You know, if you're a saver, give me a call. I'd be happy to show you some of the things I'm looking at. We can get you some better interest than we've seen in a long time. And like 6% is, I, it, I think it's very attractive. Absolutely. So I'm going to ask you one question. I mean, you've mentioned the markets. You said things could be changing. I know that as, as the end of the week, it kind of burped a little bit. Yes. Are we? Uh, yes. I thought maybe it would react more positive when they didn't up, up the interest rate. You know, you know what? Um, the, the thing is, it was uh, you're right. You're right. And intuitively, that makes sense. Uh, but the market is the market already priced it in. So the market already. Uh... the the market, there was already like zero expectation that if if they did raise rates, that would have been devastating because um, you can look at Fed Fed funds futures markets to get probabilities and look at the percentages of people that are betting on whatever they're betting on. And and so there was very, nobody expected them to raise rates where they surprised everybody is by emphasizing the higher for, for not just longer, but higher for far longer. I think right. that's what he said. And I think he said, and he also said, be careful. A few times. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that's what got the market spooked a little bit. Okay. And so what I, one thing I look at the technical, Steve, and one thing 4350 on the S&P 500 was a key support level, which I think we broke this week. So it doesn't mean it's over with, but if we, if we don't have, if we don't have the ability to get back above 4350, that if that doesn't happen the next several days, then I think, then I think the market might be breaking down a little bit. And so if you're a conservative investor, Take a look at your stock portfolio. Might be a really good time to reduce exposure if you're close to retirement or if you just want to reduce some risk. It might be a really good time to do that. And there's some excellent alternatives out there, as I mentioned, that have guaranteed rates higher than we've seen in 20 years. Sounds great, Kevin. Um, go Cardinals. Hey, <laughs> I would love to say go Cardinals. You know what? After the way they fell apart last week, man, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I mean, a 21 point lead, 21 point lead, and we lose the game. Yeah, that's a tough one. 
All right. So, uh, you know, they've been saying the Cardinals are in quite a rebuilding period. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. That's what they're saying so I, about the Vikings. And, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that's, you know, that's uh, sports talk for they're probably going to suck for the next, you know, <laughs> right, foreseeable yeah. future. And, and the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, so no, I, I, I'd like to get excited about the Cardinals, but I'm, after last week's game, it's kind of it's getting harder. It's getting harder all the time. All right. Well, on that note, let's call it a show, Kevin, and and uh, look forward to getting together next week. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member Spinra SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.